This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform. Today on the show, we have Lita Fanta. She has been delivering Yellow Book CPEs for over 27 years, which <laughs> kind of blew my mind after I just looked at her LinkedIn and, and realized that. If you don't know what Yellow Book CPE is or what the Yellow Book is, one, listen to the rest of the episode where we discuss that in a little bit more detail. Two, it's basically like the Red Book, uh, the IA standards, but it's for government auditors. So in addition to talking about Yellow Book, we also talk about where the innovative auditors are. And a, a question that we've been asking pretty much everybody for the past few months, anyway, every guest we've had on is what's their favorite tool? Lita gave probably the most unique answer that we've had. And then we talked through how auditors could use that tool, which I think is very interesting. And I kind of ask if anyone does follow the advice or the guidance that we um, the off that we offer to please let me know how that turns out and we would love to have you on the show and talk about that i think it's something that that every audit department most audit departments if not every audit department could certainly use two other things real quick i'll be doing a session with lita on thursday may 19th of 2022 at 2 p.m central so it's from two to four and i'll be talking about um, audit analytics for every auditor or audit analytics that every auditor can do as well as data visualizations for internal audit we use specifically the audit committee as the use case of this is something that you can build with a data visualization and present to um, the audit committee as always i will show live demonstration so it's hardly um thought leadership and mostly it's like hey this is how you actually do this kind of stuff so um there's a link in the show notes uh you can also search for yellow book cpe and navigate your way uh, to sign up there if you want to we're also going to include a link to the transform your audit summit 2022 um this is 30 experts who are all asked the same questions one of them being how would you transform your audit team into data leaders um and so i did i don't know 20 25 minutes um there so if you want to get my thoughts on that as well as um just really it's data in general and so if you're depending on where you are within the analytics maturity model it might make a lot of sense to listen to that hear what some uh some data analytics folks are saying about how to launch uh analytics and maybe some of the uh the pain points to avoid so um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes also but other than that here we go. What makes your brain happy? Oh my gosh. Uh, probably uh, having post-it notes. I just did that this morning. I put post-it notes on my wall. You know, that agile technique uh -huh. where you put like open, in progress, hung up, 
complete. Yep. And so that makes my brain relax. I don't know about happy. Now, happy is when I give people stuff. Oh, what kind of stuff? Well, last night I went to the food bank and I gave food away. Nice. And that just made me so blissed out. Yeah. That's just good. to say, oh, here, here, here. Oh, would you like some bananas? Would you like, you know, some sardines or whatever? You know, it was, that was really fun. That's so nice. that makes me happy. But uh, yeah, it is nice. I, I like, I like that you said the agile thing, because that's what I'll get caught up in whatever it is. Oh, let me go check this thing on LinkedIn. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, why man. am I even here again? Oh man. And so oh, to be able to, to go back to my board and go, oh yeah, that's the thing I'm supposed to be working on right now. It's, it's really nice yeah. to have that to come back to and to know if once every, you know, kind of a daily practice of prioritizing everything and just going, all right, that's the thing I have to do today. Yeah. That helps so much, especially when I start going, Yeah, you know, there's just too many things going on. Right now we're building a house. So I've got a bunch of tasks with that. I have kids. So I have a bunch of tasks mm -hmm. with that, you know, a graduate coming up. And then I've of course got the business thing. Yeah. It's so a lot. It's a, it's, so I've got three different agile charts. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I've got one uh, personal one house, one, um, one business. Yeah. And the business one is obviously the one that's kind of nuts. Yeah. Well, I've got uh, yeah. business, personal, and then for the clients that we're doing Agile with, they each have their own board also. So it's, it is oh, nice to be able neat. to just flip through those and go, all right, we're, oh, good, yeah. we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. You know, five minute review is, is not, okay. What song makes your brain happy? Oh gosh, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Perfect. Huge. Like I know it's hard to pick one. Oh gosh. Here, there, and everywhere. Well, obladi, oblada, then you got to add to that list too. Yeah, because, yeah. That's one of my favorites. Like that just, yeah. every time I hear that, uh, that one makes me happy. Um, so that's good. So maybe we'll, we'll throw both those in there then. The other Beatles didn't like it and it almost didn't get recorded. The, the history of like their songs and the drama and yeah. everything. Anytime there's like a documentary about behind the oh, scenes, yeah. it's always good stuff. Yeah. Do you see that Let It Be documentary where Paul McCartney gave birth to a song right there on film? Did you I see saw that? like a clip of it. I don't think I saw the whole documentary, but I saw that like, oh, hey, he did gosh. it in like 10 minutes or something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just a few minutes. And then he just and you're you're saying the lyrics are this. But of course, he hadn't gotten there. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's just <laughs> so great. It's just a miracle. Yeah. He's a miracle. There's yeah. some there's some good stuff. Um some good documentaries out there for sure. What about your favorite tool? And this could be like a physical tool or it could be like a time management tool, a piece of software, anything that is kind of your favorite tool. Well, right now I'm a big fan of this thing called Freshdesk, which is a CRM ticketing system. And so, you know, I offer self-study classes and we get people calling and saying, I don't know my password or this or that, or, or they want to book a seminar and that system helps us keep up with, you know, their requests and also uh, logs customer data. So I'm really CRM, it's a CRM slash ticketing system. You, so I was, that's what's really running me right now. I was just thinking about this earlier in the week about building relationships within internal audit and like, and how important that is. And then obviously we have to do it too, as, as a 
firm build relationships with folks. And so CRMs are a way to do that. I almost started to think it would be interesting if an internal audit department had a CRM. Me too. So that they could Me make sure too. like, oh, we haven't talked to this person in six months. And, and you know, there's yep. a million different CRMs, but yep. basically the way they all work, you could set that as like a reminder and I'll go, hey, you haven't talked to this person in six months. And that's the, oh, okay, we need to reach out to them for nothing else, just to maintain relationships. Yeah. Or just, I put notes in there like, you know, dog lover has three mm-hmm. children working at home. And that way, when I call them, it's a much more personal mm-hmm. experience because, yeah, so CRM is really wonderful. Even if not, it really helps yeah. with, and I think for sure, I've been thinking that too, like, why don't internal audit shops use that? Yeah. And why don't we use that to share with our team the results of our um, interviews? So we go interview somebody. That was a big problem when I worked in a large audit organization. Um, the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing. So we'd get criticized by the client for saying, well, we just answered that question for Bob. Yeah. And so if you had a CRM, you keep up with that. Yeah. Like you'd be able to share with each other what's happening. And even if someone doesn't go out and buy a CRM, just the concepts of how that works, um, I think would be, yeah. would or I think that is important. And you can get, I mean, there's so many of them. I'm sure you can find one. Oh, there's a million. 20 bucks a month or something that'll get the job yeah. done. So if Some anybody ends up doing that or has done that, uh, please reach out. I think that would be an interesting yeah. use case and something we would, uh, I think people would like to hear more about. Okay. If you could grab every auditor in the world by the shoulders and shake them and say, just do this one thing, just yeah. like, please do this one thing. What would that be? Stay within your audit objective and scope. Just once you finish planning and you've done your risk assessment and you chose or you refine that objective, if you want to finish the project, stay in the lines, <laughs> you know, because yeah. It's, it's something that in my seminars, I'm always pulling people back, yep. you know, yep. Hey, we all agreed this was the objective because there's this real tendency of auditors to go, Hey, while I'm out here, why don't I just look at this? Yep. Well, that just blew up your risk assessment. That just blew up your plan. That just messed up your whole audit. And now you've got scope creep and, mm-hmm. and your audit report's going to look stupid. Cause you're going to have like this main piece. And then you're going to have all these weird little that's the main, yeah. If I could just, I think there's a point where your curiosity needs to just stop. Yeah, right it, at the end of planning. Yeah, like be yeah. curious up, you know, until then. And then get serious about just finishing what you defined. Yeah. I can empathize yeah. with that as a data person. You get a file. And it's like, oh, okay, this yeah. this is so what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And then you see, you know, some random, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, let me just check this real quick. And then four hours have gone by and it's like, oh, that didn't turn out to be anything anyway. Yeah. And I have a history in public accounting. You do too. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you um, go down those money trails in public accounting, they'll fire you because you've burned up too much time. Right. And I think in, in my realm, I work a lot with governmental auditors and they don't have really tight restrictions on their time. And so they just keep adding and adding and adding and adding. But um, maybe it's that strictness that I learned in public accounting. Yeah, And it's yeah. also a legal thing because 
you define your objective and scope in that engagement letter. And you, if you stray from that, that means you just exploded mm-hmm. your legal protection. It's no longer protection. You're now responsible for all kinds of stuff that right. you don't want to be, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. Uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you mentioned you work with government auditors um, and we've talked about the yellow book, I think once um, on the show, someone moved oh, from yeah? yellow to red, but why would an audit shop follow the yellow book? And maybe even before that, what is the yellow book? What is the red book for those that don't know and the difference between those briefly? Okay, good. So uh, who was that that talked? Oh, you probably don't remember who it was. No, it was Laura, Lauren Tatum. She is with the okay. uh, Tampa Airport Authority. Okay, sure. So, so that's a good example of a government entity, of course. Um, well, okay, so where do I start? The yellow book is a slang term for generally accepted government auditing standards, which also stands for, which is a, an acronym, GAGAS, which is a horrible acronym. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not as bad as I say it in Waco. I don't know. They've got a professor at Baylor who says GAGAS. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it should be stopped right away. <laughs> All right, so that's... But, so. <laughs> That's yellow. And then for those that don't know, what's red? Red is the Institute of Internal Auditors International Professional Practices Framework. So obviously that's a mouthful. So we just, you just call it the red book. Red book, yeah. And so the red book and the yellow book are basically uh, frameworks for internal audit departments to execute internal audits. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's not just internal audits for the yellow book. Now for the IA... It is just internal audits, but for the GAO, it's external and internal audits. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and so why would an audit shop follow the yellow book then? Well, a law makes them do it. Mm -hmm. So here in Texas, I live in Austin. Um, There's a state internal audit act, which says that um, every internal audit shop at a state agency or university has to follow both the red book and the yellow book simultaneously. Okay. And is that just, is that a Texas thing? It's kind of a Texas thing. Okay. But then in California, uh, when they pass new legislation regarding, uh, let's say public transit, they have a law out there. I don't, I'm not real familiar with it. I got to say, but let's say you're auditing BART and you're doing an external audit. You have to use the yellow book to do that work. Gotcha. So it's, uh, yeah. Okay. What, what are the differences between red and yellow? Well, um, the yellow book will let you do any kind of audit you've ever imagined. Um, you can do a financial audit, you know, like the, uh, does this financial statement meet gap? Mm-hmm. You can be a CPA in public practice and use the yellow book. Um, you can do a performance audit. You can do an attestation engagement. You can do anything you gotcha. want to do. Now, the IA standards are really just, they cannot, you cannot do a financial audit under IA standards because they're just for internal auditors and internal auditors are not independent of the subject matter. Mm-hmm. And so the old book, CPAs use it in public practice and legislative auditors use it and federal auditors use it and state auditors use it and you know, pretty much, you know, the government, just the feds are 42%. I don't know, that number changes. Mm-hmm. 
last time I checked, 42% of gross national product, mm-hmm. you know, gross yeah. spending. And that's just the feds. So there are auditors at the state, a city, county, local government level who might have a law or a policy that says they follow the yellow book. Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Is there any is there anything from like the yellow book that you think should be incorporated into the red book? I think the yellow book does a really good job. Um, well, hmm, that's a, that's a great question. (laughs) Okay. So there is a, there is a movement afoot in Texas of the internal audit community to ditch the yellow book Hmm. because they just want to follow the red book because the red book is much more permissive in a, in a lot of key areas. So um, would I recommend that those stringent yellow book standards be put in the red book? Not sure. Okay. Not sure. I can see why people would want to follow the red book because it's more flexible. Okay. And the, so the red book is IIA is basically from the IA. Yellow book mm-hmm. is from? The GAO, which is the Government Accountability Office, okay. which is the legislative auditor of the federal government. There's a sticking point, like a conflict, and this is probably the main reason why these internal audit shop leaders in Texas want to get rid of the yellow book is because of its stringent independent standards. Okay. So the um, the uh, GAO doesn't have a lot of empathy for anybody that is not perfectly independent. Gotcha. Because that's the that's their situation. Mm-hmm. Like they are, uh, they get a you know appropriation from Congress. They can tell the truth about the agencies that they're auditing, and the programs they're auditing, yeah. and they're not going to suffer any consequences right. from that. They are literally independent. And I used to work for the Texas State Auditor's Office, and we were the same way. We could say whatever needed to be said, and we were truly independent. Because we weren't, you know, we weren't involved in politics and that didn't affect us. But internal auditors, that's not their world, man. They're going to the same Christmas party as the people they're auditing, right? right? And CPAs and public practice have a problem too because um, they are getting paid by the people they're auditing. Right. So if they want to get paid and they want to keep that client and not have to relearn that same client, you know, every year, cause they get, keep getting fired for telling the truth, they've got an independence problem too. Yeah. And so um, internal auditors really have a lot of heartburn with that independent standard. Cause it's really high. It's yeah. the highest yeah. bar of any standard out there. 
there was someone we had on the show. She worked at the Texas DMV, uh, Sandra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was talking to her about somebody that worked for a university and they went to like an ISACA thing or an IA thing and won like a $25 gift card. And the chief audit oh, executive man. said, you can't accept that. You have to give it back. And they're mm. like, it's 25 bucks. And it was from a random raffle. And they're like, no, we can't do it. And I had to send it back. And I laughed at that story. And, and I was like, that's ridiculous, isn't it? And she's like, no, we would have to do the same thing. And so mm. that sounds like a yellow book thing, but I know it's universities, well, universities don't, the ones that I know don't follow the yellow book but they are getting grant money from the government. So should they be following? Well, see, okay. So if you get grant money, so let's say you're Baylor, let's just mm. pick on Baylor again. Sure. Okay. So they're not a state school. Mm -hmm. They don't get state funding. So they, they're a private university. So they, they don't have to follow the yellow book for that law reason. They do have an internal audit shop. I'm assuming they're following Red Book mm -hmm. and that the internal auditor looks at things inside the university, could look at student financial aid, could look at different grants, but they're also <clears throat> probably subject to something called the single audit. Have you ever heard of the single audit? I'm not familiar with that. Okay. So when the feds give you money, like a grant, they also attach to that an audit requirement. Okay, sure. And so now who does the internal auditor cannot do that. That's a CPA firm mm -hmm. that would come in and do it as part of their financial audit of Baylor university. Gotcha. Did I, I don't know if I went off on a tangent there, but that's another one of my customer bases because those who are doing the single audit have to use the yellow book. Oh, okay. That's part of the single audit regulation. Okay. So uh, I, I have a, go ahead. Well, I was curious if, because, so it sounds like that would be a Texas thing, but like, uh, let's just take the university of Alabama. Yes. Who is state funded. Yes. But they don't follow the yellow book. And that's a, that's okay because there's no, uh, legislation from the state of Alabama. Like there is in Texas, that says you have to use it. Is that right? Like yeah. what, would yeah. we expect the university of Texas to follow the yellow book? Yes. Okay. Because they're state funded. Okay. But on the University of Alabama, they're going to have an external auditor come in and do the single audit of their university. Yeah. And that external auditor, who's a CPA firm, is going to use the yellow book. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the yellow book shows up all kinds of weird places. I even had a guy once contact me because there was a federal law that I haven't heard anything else about that. Have you heard of conflict minerals? Minerals, no. Conflict minerals. So it's a uh, when you buy gold and I don't know other minerals from other countries, you have to follow a bunch of federal rules because some of those countries are uh, considered criminals by our federal government. We right. don't do business with them. Right. Those entities that that have conflict mineral agreements or, or in, in that industry had to get a yellow book audit hmm. because 
what happens is the GAO published this book, the yellow book, and it was supposed to be for their own people because they have, you know, a staff of thousands of auditors supposed to be for their own people, but because they're federal, it became a public document. And then all these lawmakers are like, Hey, let's put that in our law. Hey, Mm -hmm. let's pull that in. Hey, let's pull that in. And the guy who put that in to the Texas law worked at the state auditor's office. When he did that, we were using it. The Texas state auditor's office has to use it. Most legislative auditors have to use it. Uh, and now he's on the university audit side and he hates it. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) and he's the leader of the revolt. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) it's like a, it's a, it's it's not a easy document to follow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting. I, I mean, I worked it for the University of Alabama system, which is why I'm asking because there was no mention of the yellow book. Mention, yeah. I, I didn't even I know actually, what the yellow book was until um, passively scrolling through LinkedIn and I would see your stuff and be like, what is yellow book CPE? The and right. then finally, like I looked into it and I was like, oh, okay, it's a government thing. And then I just went, okay, that's what it is. Um, yeah. So that's where my, but, that's, that's where a lot of my um, higher ed questions are, are coming from. Sure. But the yellow, but, you know, as you know, government's got its tentacles in a lot of different stuff. Yeah. So it's weird. Like that conflict mineral thing, that's a corporate thing. And some lawmaker who's got awareness of the yellow book pulled that in because they didn't like the AICPA standards because those are financially oriented Mm -hmm. all only. Yeah. They didn't like the IIA standards because those are about building an internal audit shop. Mm -hmm. Those are not appropriate for that situation. And so they pull the yellow book in, which is really weird. Yeah. Where are the innovators in government auditing? Oh, yeah. So um, federal government um, is very bureaucratic. No way. (laughs) Okay. Right. Okay. Am I being too obvious with this? They don't have any, they are really stuck. Mm -hmm. Like they can't move very quickly. Sure. And then state government can be innovative, but um, it's getting less. So I'm going to say over time, I'm going to say the leadership comes from the cities. Okay. There's a group called ALGA association of local government auditors. And they're doing some really interesting stuff. Um, you probably love to come to that conference. As a matter of fact, you probably get along with, you know, data, data analytics are doing stuff like that. And they're, um, you know, just looking at interesting topics like, um, gosh, what, what is the, oh, like, maybe you don't think this is interesting, but I did look at a city of Dallas audit report recently that was very well done about libraries. And it turns out that libraries are, you know, there's a revolution going on in libraries. And instead of building more and more libraries, they really need to start looking at access from home Mm -hmm. or doing other things in the library that supports the community. Yeah. And so those are some really interesting questions to ask. Yeah. And um, 
that's the only one I can think of right off the top of my no, head. No, I like that. And it is interesting uh, at the city level because you're impacting like the area that you live yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I certainly learned a ton. Um, yellow book side, government auditing side, uh, very interested, especially in the the local audit work that can be done uh, Good. And, and how that Thanks for having me on the show. You are so fascinating that you have <laughs> Thank this you. show. Thank this you. is fascinating. Thank you. Uh, I Honestly, if someone would said, hey, you're going to be talking about government auditing today, I'd have been like, that's not going to be fascinating. But I thought you were yeah. fascinating as well. Oh, Sophie. thank you. Thank you. But thank with you. all that said, is there anything else that you want to leave the uh, the listeners with? Well, I, I do want to say that you're going to be teaching for my company, Yellow Book CPE, in May. So mm-hmm. if you could put that a data analytics to our webinar and that's, that's what we do. We offer webinars to the government, uh, folks, but your topic isn't just going to be just for government. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hit on, right? I mean, yeah. it'll have a government slant to it, maybe like government case studies, but yeah, we try to make it, we try to make jump. the trainings applicable to anyone. Um, even, mm-hmm. you know, the one, one of the sessions we're going to do with you, you don't even have to be an audit. I mean, it's just a, and how to do analytics almost regardless of what industry you're in um, okay. kind of thing. Although we use audit as the example, of course, because that's my background. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about doing that, especially yeah, after May 19th. May 19th. Having talked to you now and and uh, continuing to, to work together. So yeah, it's on May 19th. We will mm-hmm. uh, put the, the link to that in the show notes. I appreciate you, uh, you bringing that up. Is there anything else I know you have um, the website, yellow book CPE. So what else are you, what else are you doing? Well, that's the main thing I do. I do peer reviews too, of government entities against yellow book standards. So, um, but mainly, mainly I write self-study, create videos, self-studies, do online webinars and travel to do in-houses. My most popular course is, uh, the virtual audit boot camp right now. Oh, okay. Nice. Which is a five half day uh, webinar. Okay. And this would be, you know, how to do a yellow book audit. Okay. And then, so that one is for uh, yellow book folks, but I would assume you have trainings that aren't just for yellow book folks. Like the oh, one yeah. I'm doing is not just for yellow book folks. Right. right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. So there's a big list on my site of all the events and the courses and everything. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere, so please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review, and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show, so we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.